Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. What narcissists will do a lot of times is they'll take a conversation that was sort of about that, like maybe kind of related Mm. and twist it so that you start questioning your own brain. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of Light Pink, best-selling author, three-time fitness world champion, and I'm a crazy multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me everywhere from being a broke waitress, barista, retails associate, and personal trainer with massive anxiety and no belief in myself to later becoming a multi-millionaire in love with my life. In 2007, my husband and I lost everything. We found ourselves hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt at rock bottom. We had no ideas and I had no education to fall back on. This is when I found personal development and learned everything I could about business. 
not by choice, but because I realized no one was coming to save me. The conversations on this podcast are going to let you know that you're not alone and that we all feel like we don't know what we're doing. We're going to give you the tools to help you face your fears, take action, start your business, and grow those massive dreams that are keeping you up at night. It's time to create a life that you can't hide from and put so much on the line that your higher self is forced to come out. You're going to stop waiting for someone to approve of you and you're going to anoint yourself. Because I'm obsessed about building businesses that give women a platform, I want to feature you. So if you text the word podcast to 310-496-8363, you can get your questions answered on our Q&A segment along with a shout out. And if you rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, we're choosing someone every month to get coached and featured on our show. It just might be you. So let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. As you know, I'm going to be launching Light Pink. It's coming this summer. And if you want to see all of the behind the scenes, if you want to get a letter from me of what is going on and all the cool things and opportunities for you that are coming up, go to lightpink.com and make sure you opt in on the site. I'm so excited, you guys. And today I have Rebecca Zung on the show. She is one of the top 1% of attorneys in the nation, having been recognized by U.S. News and World Report as a best lawyer in America and as legal elite by Trend Magazine. She is the author of the best-selling books, Negotiate Like You Matter, The Surefire Method to Step Up and Win, and Breaking Free, A Step-by-Step Divorce Guide and Achieving Emotional, Physical, and Spiritual Freedom. And she is a sought-after major media contributor. Her perspectives are in high demand by television and print outlets as she's been featured on Extra, in Forbes, Huffington Post, Newsweek, Time, Dr. Drew, NPR Talk Radio, Good Day New York. Now based in Los Angeles, she's continuing to serve through her very popular YouTube channel, media appearances, podcasts, articles, and on-demand programs such as Slay Your Negotiations with a Narcissist and Breaking Free Divorce Masterclass. You guys, this is such an interesting conversation about how to negotiate with a narcissist. I was completely enthralled and I think you're going to love it. I think you're going to learn a lot. I know I did. So let's get started. Rebecca, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to talk with you. Oh my God. Okay. So I like, I, I can't ask you questions fast enough, to be honest. Because <laughs> what we're going to talk about today, I think is either going to bring people a lot of peace or just like completely blow their minds that they may not know that potentially they have a narcissist in their life that maybe they've been dealing with. And this was so interesting to me because I know that I definitely had one in, in, in my life, one or maybe more. And I want to know, like, let's just go from the very beginning. First of all, I want to know what exactly is a narcissist. And then I'd love for you to share how you got into what you do, which is helping people negotiate with narcissists. Yeah. What a career, right? (laughs) (laughs) But thank God for you. (laughs) Yeah. But that is what I do. Well, so how, uh, well, who a narcissist is, I mean, I've had to deal with a couple of them myself too. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a person who has 
no inner sense of value. Mm-hmm. Um, so they feel like they have to get all of their sense of value from the external. They're constantly trying to feed that. And, you know, so very inner fragile self mm-hmm. and, and um, no sense of care, compassion, or, or empathy for others. It's mm-hmm. really both of those things. And I, I'd like to make sure that people know that because they do come in different forms. There's mm-hmm. like the covert or the grandiose or the malignant or whatever, but they all share those qualities. No inner sense of value, no sense of care or empathy for others. And, um, but they can be covert, you know, so I had to deal with a couple of narcissists in my own life too. Uh, one is a business person and one in an extended family situation. And both of them were women. And I remember when somebody, a friend of mine who was a psychologist pointed out that one of them was a covert narcissist. I was like, to narcissist to me was like a, a boastful, bragging, fill the room kind of a, a person, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of times, you know, people will think, oh, if somebody just says anything nice about themselves and they must be a narcissist. Mm-hmm. But it does, it's not that at all because you can definitely be covert. Um, it's really that no sense of inner value and you um, have no sense of care or compassion or empathy for others. Mm. So is this something that's like easy to spot right away? Or do you think, because I know that you mentioned a, a few different kinds. Tell me, tell me about the different kinds because sometimes people, uh, you know, like you're like, how did this person get into my life? I didn't even see this coming. Yeah, no, they're not so easy to spot because they're really, really good at reading people and Mm -hmm. they know how to show up as a perfect person for somebody. And so they're extremely charismatic, usually pretty smart at at how they, you know, manipulate their way into people's lives. And they seem wonderful at the beginning. I mean, the, the most caring person, you know, if you're, you know, I always think of Dirty John, you know, that, that, a series. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw that, but you know, where the guy like shows up and here's this woman in her fifties and she's successful, but she didn't have a man in her life. And, you know, she, he's like doing the dry cleaning and making smoothies for her. And, and he's like a doctor and all these things. And which he wasn't a doctor, of course, but it's what he said that mm-hmm. he was. And so, you know, he showed up super perfectly. So the real tip off is number one, do they seem too good to be true? You know, and I had to deal with it in a business setting and, you know, the person seemed really, really perfect at the beginning. Like uh, I thought that we could be best friends, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, and, but they move very quickly. They almost like jump levels really, mm-hmm. really quickly because they're what they call love bombing or the idealization phase is that how that, how it starts and they know how to almost chameleon their, their themselves to be the perfect person for you. Mm. And so, but then they want to move this, this, the, the relationship along very quickly, whether it's a business or a romantic, it doesn't really matter because they don't really want to have to do this deposit into the situation mm. It's for a purpose. It's to groom you to be a source of narcissistic supply for them. Mm. So that that's kind of how it happens. 
Oh man, supply is such an interesting word. And it it's when you've when you've if anybody's listening and you've been the supply, you fully resonate with that word. I've been the supply. <laughs> That's where you're like, wow, it yeah. it it feels like a feeding, like being, you know, oh, like you have to be feed totally. all the time. And and I think um, you know, I I'm I'm hoping that this episode is really powerful for people to have the realization that uh, you know, there are there were times in my life when I before I knew what it was where I was in a couple of relationships just with female people, whether it was extended family, kind of like that. And one was more of a friend um, situation uh, where I felt crazy. Like I, no matter what I did, I, I was wrong or I was doing something wrong, or it was like, I couldn't make things right, no matter how hard I tried. And I legitimately felt crazy for a, a solid year of my life in one of the relationships. So what are some of the ways that you noticed that you were feeling that were kind of like, cause so if we still can't recognize the person, cause maybe they're not like showing up as having to be perfect, but they have a lot of those other traits that you, that you said, what are some of the ways that you were feeling that you were noticing? Like, wow, I I'm feeling X, Y, and Z around this person. This is kind of a, a telltale sign. Yeah. I mean, I definitely don't want to say names because I don't want either of these people back in my world. No, absolutely not. (laughs) Um, And like, you know, like with the garlic over here, anyway, for sure. But, you know, like just things like, for example, you know, I had a a business situation with one of them and um, there was a client that had been referred to the business. And this person serviced the client. And then I noticed that the money never came into the bank account. Mm. And so I said something to the person and the person said, oh, I didn't know how to deposit it into the business bank account, which doesn't really make any sense to me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm so I had to put it in my own account, but I need to talk to my bookkeeper to find out how to do it correctly on the books to move it over to the other account. Mm. And that seems so, this was an educated person. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, that is not sitting right with me. Yeah. Like that does not seem right to me. Yeah. And then, you know, I would ask about it like every once in a while. And then I started to feel like, because this person was like, you know, it's me. Nobody has more integrity than I do. I just Mm. want to make sure it's the right way. And of course I want, you know, the business to grow and, you know, and, and they're telling you these things and they seem like so sincere and honest in Mm -hmm. that moment. And they make you feel like, ah, you must be such a jerk for Mm -hmm. like even questioning their integrity or like thinking this. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then like, then you start to feel, you know, should I even bring it up again? Maybe it's not worth it. Maybe it's like, oh, it's just not that much money. Who really cares? And so you start going, well, maybe I should just go along, Mm -hmm. but it still doesn't feel right. And then other things are happening, but they're like really nice sometimes. And it's like, but you know, that's like not the only thing that's happening. Like there's other things that are happening. And it's just, you know, you, you just start to question your own sanity. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. What does, is that a good example? Yes. Yeah. I'm like right there with you. I'm like, yeah, something similar. What does, so for me, a, a new term for me in like the last year was gaslighting. I didn't understand what that was, even though it was something that had happened in my life that I'm like, that's, that's what that is. Oh my gosh. Like I, I had had someone in my life where I, w- I would say what happened or a memory that I had had. And it was like, well, this is how I felt. And this is the memory. And this is what happened. And it was the it was the, that didn't happen. <laughs> you know, someone who was there and I'm like, yes, it did. And it's like, no, that didn't happen. And yeah, like, no, that's what? exactly what gaslighting is. It's So it comes from the movie Gaslight from like the 40s. I think it was a show as well or something. Okay. And what the husband was doing was trying to make the wife think she was crazy. So oh. he would blow out these gaslights and she would say, wasn't that just lit? And he would say, no, mm. no, it wasn't. Um, so it's like to make you question your own reality, Interesting. you know? So mm-hmm. like in my situation, I would have a conversation with one of the narcissists I was dealing with and we would agree to something. And then I would see the person doing things that were completely contrary to the agreement. Mm-hmm. And I would say, what are you doing? And the person would say, we had a conversation about that. You agreed to that. Mm. And I'd be like, uh, we never talked about that. We never agreed to that. But what narcissists will do a lot of times is they'll take a conversation that was sort of about that, like maybe kind of related mm. and, and twist it so that you start questioning your own brain. Like, did we, did, was that part of the conversation? Like, I don't mm. remember it that way. You know, but mm-hmm. when, when that, ha- especially I can't, I, I've, I've never had to deal with it in a romantic situation. Thank God. Like yeah. I always have to tell people, my husband's not a narcissist. <laughs> Everybody like my poor husband, like, <laughs> 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 but, but it was so bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like, and it gets into your brain and you yeah. just start like ruminating on it all the time. Like it just like sucks the life out of you. So have you dealt, I'm, I'm sure that you have, because a lot of what you do is with either, you know, family members or spouses. What happens when it's someone so close to these people and they're, you know, especially when like love and emotions and all of the things are involved, how do you start to separate yourself from this like crazy illusion that is created in their world when you're so tied to them? It's really, really hard. I mean, I had to deal with this with a family member who is still in the process of separating out from a narcissist. Mm. And, you know, this particular family member was still very in love with his wife and Mm. really didn't want to a divorce and really, but, you know, he didn't realize it was like trauma bonding and that, you know, what was going on. And honestly, um, I started helping him before I actually started doing a lot of the YouTube videos because I really only started doing YouTube like a year ago. And then when I started doing the videos and he started watching my videos and he even came to my free webinar, my own cousin. Wow. And, um, <laughs> and he was like, oh my God, this is what I, what she is. Yeah. And he's like, but I try to tell him that and he didn't really until he actually started watching my videos and hearing how I laid it out and the kinds of things that they say and the kinds of things that they do and the specific examples, that's when they start to realize. And that's honestly, 
you know, there, there is PTSD involved in everything, but I've spoken to psychologists and what they say is like, it's actually the first step is going, oh my God, it is them. It's not me. And right. then the healing actually happens fairly quickly yep. once they can, you know, get out of the situation. Oh my gosh. That is like this, this is why this conversation I'm is so powerful is because when you can realize it is not you, you can start to like detach energetically and you can realize that the power is in your court. Like you have the ability to gain your power back because you can, I think that's the biggest thing is you feel extremely powerless you know, when you're in, in relationship with these people. And so what are some of the things, you know, I think your videos are so helpful. You guys definitely go follow her on YouTube. We're going to link everything up, but your videos are so powerful because you give us things to do. So how do we, you know, in, let's just say they're in your family, or let's say you're working with one. Um, how do we start showing up for these people? I know one of the things that you said not to do, <clears throat> which I think this might be a really good thing, place to start is what not to do. And, uh, when we are in our first moments of, of realization and in the beginning of, of trying to figure out how to kind of get out of these relationships. Well, you don't give them anything that ends up being ammunition down the road. Um, so, you know, just getting your emotions in check, even mm. like I tell people to have really strict boundaries or keep the, the um, interaction brief so that you're not triggered because they mm. want to trigger you. They want to goad you. They want you to get upset because then they can turn around after they've goaded you and say, look at you, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Look at you going nuts. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, and um, I actually, um, the video I have coming out uh, today actually is um, Narcissist Care A Lot. I don't know if anybody has watched I Care A Lot on Netflix. I just watched it. It was so good. Oh my God. Okay, so you got to watch my video today. It just came out, (laughs) Narcissist Care A Lot. It's my breakdown of that show. Mm. Uh, But there's a scene, and this is a spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen it, but there is a scene where the guardian, the main character is like goading the older woman at mm-hmm. the nursing home and you're this and you're that. The woman stands up and chokes her mm-hmm. and then she turns around and uses it against her in court. And that's what narcissists do. So mm-hmm. a big, huge don't is don't give them ammunition mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. anything you say or do will be used against you. It's worse than getting arrested. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's like they will definitely use that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, and many times they've goaded it out of you. So don't allow yourself to be triggered by, you know, remaining, keeping uh, super strong boundaries in place, keeping your interactions with them really brief. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's really, you know, those are the two things that you can definitely do. Of course, go no contact if you can, but some people are still dealing with them. Like maybe it's yeah. a business partner, maybe it's a, you know, they have a ch- children together or whatever. Yeah. You can't just completely cut it off, um, but you can control the conversation. Yeah, I, I've talked to some people recently who it's a, a parent, or you know, that's something they they can't cut off, and they're in a lot of interactions with with them. So that's been that's been interesting. Like, how would somebody? Would you just lessen interaction if it's if it is a parent? You would just. What do you do around holidays? What do you do around you know all of yeah. those things? Totally. I mean, we have a situation where we're dealing with that. Um, and, um, you just say, okay, you know, I'm going to control 
the interaction and the amount of time. You know, we'll go over there on Christmas Day. We will stay for one hour. Mm. Uh, we will not engage in conversation and anything other than, um, you know, the pot roast and uh, <laughs> yep. the wassail or whatever. Uh, and uh, and then we will leave. Mm-hmm. And that's that. And, you know, giving yourself like time limits sometimes really, really helps. Having an agenda when you go and speak to them, you know, we're going to talk about this. Anything beyond this agenda is we're not talking about. Mm -hmm. And then just having phrases that you can, you know, my sleigh program, I have a program. And in my sleigh program, I have 50 key phrases to disarm a narcissist, you know? Mm -hmm. So you have like an arsenal of things that you can say, like, you're right, you know, or uh, I'm, I'm sorry you feel that way, or I can understand that that's your position, you know, things mm-hmm. like that, where you're basically staying detached from it and you're not giving them more fuel. Mm-hmm. Because if you start to get into the mud, like if they say, oh, you're a horrible parent and you're like, okay, I just picked him up from school. I fed him a snack. I'm helping them with homework. I took him to baseball. Like, how am I neglectful over here? Yeah. Um, but if you start to get into it with them and start defending yourself, then you're in it. That's, yeah. you know, that's where they've got you down in the mud and that's where they want you to be. So I always say, never explain, justify, or overshare, mm. you know, just respond factually. Yes. Yes. And another thing you said is never <clears throat> call them a narcissist. <laughs> no. So tell me about that really. one, because I do think some people realize it and then they're like trying to show the person this is what they are and this is what they do. What yeah, happens with that? Never, never convincing them of that ever. No. So don't waste your time, breath or energy. And I would just, uh, you know, and, and be careful because, you know, they're very good at deflection and projection. And mm. so if you start using words like narcissist, then pre- be prepared that that's what you are. Mm. And that's what they're going to tell everybody that you are as well. I mean, so, you know, be careful about the kinds of things you throw out there. Mm. So interesting. I it, One of my biggest experiences and in, in realizations um, was just this aha moment of with this type of personality, I was like, no matter what I do, I become like, I am now the victim of this person, but by being the victim of a narcissist, you are the victimizer of them and they think they're the victim. So it, it's like always, what is, what is that about that person? Is this something that is like, you know, is this for psychologists? Do they truly like, you know, just people sit in the chair and they're like, whoa, this person's a narcissist. Do they, are there classic things that they go down and check the boxes? I know we kind of talked about that, but tell me a little more about that. Yeah. So there's a DSM five and, you know, I'm not a psychologist, but I I just have studied this so that I can understand how to negotiate with them. And the DSM five has seven different criteria that they look at, which is you know, shamelessness, no Mm. boundaries, magical thinking, entitlement, um, you know, things like that. Mm. But, you know, very few narcissists end up in the chair to go, yeah, Yeah. that's me. (laughs) It's the other people, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, they estimate that it's 10% of the population has either narcissism or narcissistic traits or Mm. tendencies, but who really knows? I mean, all I know is that there's not a person on the planet that hasn't had to deal with them. Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. And, and I think this will be super helpful. So what are some uh, classic things that you you kind of always see with people who, when they come to you for your help or to to kind of like learn how to negotiate, what are some things that you see and what are some you know tips that you can give them to help disarm some of those basic things that you see all the time? Yeah. So the one thing I want to just say, so slay is my methodology, which is strategy, leverage, anticipate, and focusing on you. Mm. And so it's slay your negotiation with a narcissist in divorce. I have a slay for business, you know, and Mm. so we have slay coaches as well. But um, the thing you have to understand about narcissists is that they're just only after one thing at all times, which is narcissistic supply. Hmm. And supply can come in the form of adulation and prestige and people thinking highly of them and the the society and the community thinking that they're wonderful. Hmm. That's all like grade A diamond level supply for a narcissist. (laughs) Okay. Yep. There's then there's like the dark, what I call the dark underbelly, which is like the coal level supply. It burns, it gives them energy. They still love it. They want both. Uh, but it's not as good in the hierarchy of supply from a narcissist point of view. And that is devaluing, debasing people, intimidating people, Mm. making them squirm, driving them crazy, getting them to be in the mud with them. They love all that too. So the key in negotiating with them is getting, uh, putting a situation together Mm. where you have a strategy and leverage that kind of leans on that diamond level grade A supply and um, maybe threatens, threatens it, threatens, threatens them to be exposed in some ways, you know, either in front of the judge or other people that they respect. And, and only by doing that, will they let go of the diamond level supply of making your life miserable Mm -hmm. or the co-level supply of making your life miserable. So that's kind of like, the whole thing in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when people come into my uh, webinars or, or, you know, buy my programs or, or things, you know, the biggest thing that I see is just the mindset of mm-hmm. understanding that they are the most scared little people on the planet. They don't want you to know that. They want you to be scared. They want you to be intimidated. And so a lot of times people are like, oh my God, they're going to go crazy if I do this. They're mm-hmm. going to, you know, and they, then they end up constantly on the defensive and they can't figure out why they're not getting anywhere in their cases because mm-hmm. they're not creating a strategy to be on the offensive, you kind of have to be aggressive when it comes to litigating with narcissists, especially in a divorce situation, but even, you know, in a business setting or whatever, negotiating with them, you kind of have to, you know, they respect you more if you're willing to stand up to them Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Which probably feels totally opposite of what people have done with them. So, and I know that you have so many uh, courses on this, like taking people step by step through, um, you know, when I was watching your YouTube, it's kind of like, okay, if they do this, this is what you can do to disarm them, or this is what you can expect. What, where do you see people classically like going wrong? Where, where do they tend to lose their power majority of the time? Even if they kind of have learned about it, where are they going to get triggered or lose their power? Oh, there's so many places they can start skidding off the road, but, you know, giving them 
the supply that they want in some ways, um, mm. not going on the offensive, not having the right mindset where you feel like you can win, you can beat this. You know, I'll, I'll talk to people and they'll be like, well, I'll never get that. Or mm. if I do that, then he'll go crazy. Or I'm just going to go ahead and, and give in on this thing. You know, and a lot of times you're giving away your leverage even before you start. Mm. Um, just because, you know, a lot of times narcissists and empaths find their way to each other. Mm. And so empathic people, it's really against their brain to think, oh, I have to have strategy and leverage and all, you know, because I don't want to fight. I just want this thing to be over. Right. And so it's counterintuitive to say, well, if you don't want to fight, then you have to have strategy and leverage or you're definitely going to have a fight. Let's take a little break to talk about Liquid IV. I am absolutely loving it because I not only have really big business goals right now, but I have health goals. I have body goals that I want to get to and I want to feel good while I'm building this company and I don't want my immune system to be run down. You guys, when we push our body hard or we don't feel very good. It's really, really important to take care of ourselves with the proper vitamins and nutrients. That's why Liquid IV created Hydration Multiplier plus immune support to maintain and strengthen your immune system. I love having this before and during my workout. Hydration Multiplier plus immune support is the cutting edge blend of vitamin C, zinc, and Wellmune in convenient single serving packets to help strengthen your immune system. You can get your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier plus immune support in bulk at Costco or order online and get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code HAPPY at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code HAPPY at liquidiv.com. What do you wish more people knew about what you do? I really wish that they knew that you're not on the same page when you start to negotiate you reasonable person are just thinking in your brain, what do they want? I'll just give it to them. So Mm -hmm. it'll be over and not realizing what they want is to continue to jerk you around so they can get narcissistic supply from that. Mm -hmm. So you're not on the same page. They're Mm -hmm. not trying to settle the case. They're trying to jerk you around and manipulate you. Uh, And until you realize that you're going to be spending hundreds of thousands of dollars and many hours of your life and time and energy and still be nowhere. Mm. So you're, you're in this, like, this is a, a, this is your career. This is what you've become an expert in. This is what you're known for. What still excites you about this? Like what, when you are learning more or you're helping people, like what is your favorite part about all of it? Oh my gosh. I get literally hundreds of emails a day and direct messages on people who have said that I have saved their lives. Wow. Um, That they left a toxic relationship after 28 years because of me, that they just won their beat their narc in court because of me, that they, they, I saved their children's lives. Um, Literally, I, I have two girls that all they do all day long is respond to emails because I still want people to get like a, you know, the personalized response. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because of, you know, the nature of what I do, that's, you know, amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your book. You have, you have two books. 
Two books. Okay. Tell me about your books. Yeah. So Breaking Free, a step-by-step divorce guide I wrote in 2013. Mm. That's been a while ago now, but it's still really good. And it's um, Breaking Free emotionally, physically, and spiritually. I take you through all the emotions and then the actual divorce every step of the way, assets, children, parenting plan, all the things that you need to think about. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then spiritual freedom. And then um, I have Negotiate Like You Matter, which came out in 2019. And Robert Shapiro wrote the foreword for that. And it's, you know, all about negotiation in general. I do, I do have some references to narcissism in there, but I wasn't really focusing on that in 2019. So I didn't really go too heavily in that Mm. there, but my courses, I have a lot more, um, on that. So, so negotiate um, like you matter. Tell me about what that one is about, because I think, I think the topic of negotiating is freaking amazing. I'm actually so in it right now. And like what, what can be negotiated, you know, which I'm learning is everything. Um, everything. But the, the art of negotiation, tell me a little bit more about what that particular book as well. Um, Negotiating Like You Matter, correct? So it's called. Yeah, Negotiating Like yeah. You Matter. And I called it that because I remember hearing a quote from Oprah saying that after 25 years of doing her show that all she realized that no matter, you know, if they were heads of state or, uh, you know, whatever, all people want to feel seen, heard, and know that they matter. Mm-hmm. And it struck, it resonated with me because I was like, oh, that's what's really going on in a negotiation. Mm-hmm. Like people are trying to feel valued and, and, and they want to make sure that they get value out of the negotiation or they're not going to settle. Or if they do, it, it won't stick. Interesting. Um, yeah. And so matter is the acronym that I came up with for how to negotiate you know, my value is defined by me and, you know, and, and, and all that sort of thing. And, and, and I don't even, I mean, I, I incorporate that methodology now in the slay program because I'm really focusing more on negotiating with narcissists, either in business or personal, but the the methodology is still the same. I mean, Mm. it's, um, it's, you know, mostly focusing on your mindset, number one, but then it's like doing your research, you know, tackling heart issues second, um, you know, mm. doing the start with areas that you might agree and then work toward more difficult areas, you know, um, keeping your emotions out of it, recording agreements and writing. So, um, I mean, the methodology is still, you know, exactly what I do. Mm, I love know? that. What are you doing when you are at your best? I really am loving being super creative and coming up all of this content and coming up with ways to serve people and impact people on a greater level. I absolutely love doing this. And, you know, I, as a divorce attorney, which I don't really practice that much anymore because I don't have to, but I am a partner still at a firm. But, you know, on a day-to-day basis, running cases and dealing with people who are unhappy and Mm -hmm. staff and opposing counsel and judges and all of that was a very, very stressful way to make a living, frankly. Um, And, you know, so I'm much happier uh, and I'm very, very grateful that I can use the knowledge that I gained from being in those trenches all those years 
to help people literally all over the world. I mean, I actually sold a program to a guy who's a researcher on Antarctica Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, we've hit all continents now. (laughs) That's That's amazing. So let's talk about that pivot point because, you know, to the outside world, okay, you have this amazing job. You're incredible at it. Um, You know, you're, you're no, you were known as one of the best in, in your field, except clearly there was a point for you that you were like, wow, this is stressful. I'm not as happy as I could be. I'm, I'm good at what I do. Tell me about that pivot point and how you were like, I need to be doing something, you know, that I enjoy more. Like what, what did that look like for you? Because it couldn't have been easy at first. And was it scary? Like, you know, tell me all the things. Yeah, sure. Um, So I had set out to build the best family law practice in Southwest Florida. Mm. And, um, you know, I wanted to be the top and I wanted all these accolades. I wanted to be best lawyers in America by U.S. News. I wanted to, you know, Mm. have all of those things. And, you know, what I realized is that I'm really an entrepreneur at heart. Like I loved building the company and and creating the business and building the brand Uh, I didn't love the maintenance phase of it. You know, I always say like I built it and then it basically ate me alive. Mm. And I had, you know, such a a great reputation that I literally couldn't have never stepped outside of my office ever again, except to go to court and continue to have a stream of business. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was way too much business for me. And I try to hire more people and all this other stuff. And I just feel, it felt like it wasn't serving my soul anymore. Mm -hmm. I was just like tired. And, um, and I just Mm -hmm. felt like I'm not, you know, I I felt a tremendous amount of, um, integrity to my clients. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if I'm not giving them my best, then I feel like I shouldn't be doing this. And, um, so I, and I have, my daughter is now just a freshman at UC Davis, but she was just starting high school. And I was like, I know I only have a few more, Mm -hmm. um, years with her and I want, I want to spend more time with her and this is not allowing me to do that. Yeah. So I merged my practice with two other guys in um, the town where I was and, you know, and, and my husband always wanted to come back to SoCal. This is where he um, had lived after, you know, we met in law school. And so he had lived out here after college, like right before I met him. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, yeah, let's just do it. And, you know, it's so funny because people in the town were like, oh my God, does she have cancer? She's like, who would walk away from a practice like that? But, you know, I'm still a partner there. I still bring in clients, but um, I don't really run the cases on a day-to-day basis anymore. And it's like served my soul so much because I love being creative. I love Mm -hmm. coming up with ideas for content or ways that we can serve this audience and these people. Uh, And I know, you know, right now, I'm pretty sure I'm the only lawyer on the planet who's really doing this teaching Mm -hmm. in any kind of a meaningful way. And there's so much more that we can do. I mean, there's so many ideas that I have all day long on how to serve these people and help them create brand new lives. And um, I love it. Mm. So So that's amazing. And it's so needed, um, especially how accessible you're making it right now. But you had to, you must have found yourself like a, and, and maybe you still feel this way, like a total beginner in certain things. Like, Oh my God, sitting and hitting record on a camera. And how do I get this content out? And who do I talk to? What had to change in your life 
who did you have to, you know, start hanging around? What conversations did you start to have in order to like understand what this new world was of entering, you know, you're entering into the digital world. You're going from like, you totally, know, totally a world I never even knew existed. Totally. Yep. Yeah. How'd you discover I, it, it? What helped you're you? So, you're so perceptive. You're a very <laughs> good interviewer. I well, like thank it. you. Yeah. These are good questions. Um, yeah. So I was not sure what I wanted to do next. Actually, mm-hmm. I had no idea. And so after I had merged my practice and you know, we're out here in California, I was listening to entrepreneur podcasts just because I, I find them interesting. Mm-hmm. And I heard Russell Brunson mm. on a podcast awesome. and <laughs> he was like, oh, get my free book, Expert Secrets. And of course, I didn't know it was a funnel at the time. I'm like, oh, free book. Sounds awesome. good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I was totally sucked into his whole funnel by, you know, by getting that free book. And then I started just listening to everything he had to say and taking Mm -hmm. notes and learning how to build funnels. And what I never heard of a landing page or a lead page or anything like that before. Mm -hmm. Uh, I literally taught myself all of it Mm -hmm. brand new. And then um, I took a course on how to do YouTube videos and how to do the SEO and wow. all of that. And like, it was a good little student and did it exactly the way they said. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, let me give it, you know, give it a shot, you know, like what do I have to lose? Right. And um, so like, I really just started doing it in a meaningful way, like about a year ago. And I literally went from a zero subscribers to over a hundred thousand in 10 months. Mm. So, which is a combination of the SEO, but also the content was very needed. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm so happy you're sharing this because I think, you know, people, people can feel really stuck in what they're doing. And I think what happens is we start out in our lives and and we have something that we're really good at, not realizing a lot of the times that it's meant to evolve, right? It's meant to change. And and sometimes it doesn't mean even leaving what you're doing because you're still doing the main, you know, heartbeat of what you were doing before, but you're, sometimes we get tired, like you were feeling tired and not energized anymore because of kind of the delivery, right? And constantly having to like work one-on-one with people when you may have realized you really have more of like a teacher archetype in <laughs> that you you could fulfill. And I think what is so cool with a story like yours is there's a lot of people who can be great at something, but it doesn't have to be trading time for money or it doesn't have to be working one-on-one or coaching in a certain way, you can really teach to the masses and, and reach a lot more people. So tell me what you've enjoyed more. I know that you've said, you know, the, the creation process, but what kind of like freedom has that given to you being able to like teach now digitally and, and to the masses? What does that feel like? Does that feel better to you than like the constant one-on-one? Like what is, what is different? Totally. Well, obviously I'm not trading time for money anymore. I mean, you know, I've been able to create a situation where people have access to my knowledge, methods, and strategies, Mm -hmm. which they never would have had access to, you know, for just a few hundred dollars, you know, obviously you, you don't even get to talk to me for that much money, um, even in one client meeting as a lawyer. Right. But they get to have my whole entire course and all my secrets for that. And that's like, a, a, a huge gift really mm-hmm. that I, I feel like I'm giving to the world in a lot of ways. I mean, because no other lawyer is doing that. I mean, yeah. if you want to talk to a lawyer, 
you're paying a $10,000 retainer or whatever yeah. it is, you know? <laughs> I mean, so at the, at a minimum, maybe a lot more. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, that enthuses me. I love, I also love connecting with people like you and other entrepreneurs who are up to really, really cool things. That totally energizes me. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, I found my people, mm-hmm. you know, because anybody who's in this space, who's working hard to improve lives of other people and constantly thinking of ways that you can make people's lives better or, and impact people in a, in a positive way, they're my people. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's so cool, you know, and I'm really grateful to shout out to our mutual friend, Susan Sly, who introduced us. Yeah. <laughs> Love her. Um, because she's great too. I mean, you know, just for me being able to be in this world of mm. being with people who, you know, we elevate each other. It's a world of abundance. I help you. It makes this all better. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love that. Oh, I love that too. I so resonate with so many things that you just said. And, and I, what I love about your story too, is the creative thinking like the, okay, what else can I do with this, you know, skill that I have? And it's so we're living in a time where it is like, we have got so much opportunity of who it can help and how it can help. And like, you can get so niche, like, look how niche your particular, this is so niche. I mean, it is like, you know, some people in the past might've been like, wow, that's really niche. I'm, I'm not really sure how that's going to go. And it's like, the fact that you are so niche, I think has been such a, a blessing. And it's like, you know exactly who you're talking to. You know exactly who your people are. You know exactly what to say. You know exactly what content is going to hit for them. So I actually think that there's so much room for a lot of people who might be out there like, wow, I have a really niche thing that I do. And it's, I I don't know if it's going to work. I have seen the, I mean, yours isn't, you know, crazy because it's actually quite, it's quite needed, but I've seen some crazy things like, people who are like, well, I, I, you know, I'm really good at weaving baskets and they've put out courses that make tons of money on like very specific things. I, I, you know, there's a saying out there is like, there's riches and niches and broad broad equals broke. (laughs) (laughs) I did broad and it didn't do very well. So I tried actually the first few videos, if you look at dig deep in my old YouTube stuff, I tried doing like you know, uh, clothing color psychology in negotiating and negotiating pay raise and things Mm. like that. And it was just too, like, it may do better now if I did that just because I have more of an audience, you know, now, but, um, you know, I did one video on how to negotiate with a narcissist just for like, almost like to make myself start doing videos. Yeah. And so I just literally like, four o'clock one afternoon. I'm like, I'm doing it. I just turned on zoom. I didn't even like brush my hair. If you like, look at this old video, it's like, it wasn't really meant to be. I didn't think anybody would actually see it. Right. (laughs) And I throw it up there. It's like two and a half minutes. And I was like, okay, did it. And then that video got like 650 views and all my other videos had like 10. You're like, damn it. I want to brush my hair. And I was like, oh my God, like that's crazy. And so I was like, okay. And and plus I was dealing with narcissists in my own life. So I was studying everything I could about it. Yeah. And I realized, oh, you know, I can actually apply what I'm learning about narcissists to what I know about negotiation. Mm. So I was like, let me just start doing a couple of videos on that and see how it goes. Well, okay. 
You said a couple things that just like I, I have to repeat back to people that you did because this is what we always talk about when people are are trying to to pivot and and launch a business online or or scale or grow or find what that thing is. And you literally collected data. You just kept throwing things at the wall of like, okay, I'm going to try this. We're going to try this. We're going to try this. And then you looked at the data, this 10 views, whatever views, 650. Okay, let's go a little bit more on this one now that we have data on this. And and so many people are trying to be perfect and nail that perfect video, kind of like what you said, or nail that perfect program or nail that without without knowing what hits yet, you know? And I love that. I think videos are a brilliant way to kind of like figure out what your audience even wants. Just try a bunch of videos. And then the ones that are that are hitting or try a bunch of posts, right? Like whether it's Instagram or Facebook, and go a little bit deeper on the ones that actually resonate. Then you can put your energy, maybe some ad spend, some money um, there, which is so brilliant. You, you just collected you collected data. What are some other things that you've seen that you feel have been making you successful in the online space? Yeah, so I'm actually helping a friend get set up with this whole online space business right now. And mm-hmm. she's um, starting a... She has her own food product Mm. and she wants to, you know, start coaching people on starting a food product um, business. And she's like, oh, maybe it's too niche or whatever. I'm like, just get out there, start doing it. I bet you'll find that there's lots of people out there who want to do it. I mean, look at you, you're doing one right now, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, so I told her, I'm like, because she's like, I have to build the program. I'm going to, you know, these are all the things I'm going to put in the program. And I said, just start coaching people first. Yeah. Like literally do videos and get people into your, you know, give your free, do your freebie, whatever it is. And then, you know, have that freebie, uh, go, you know, have like a five sequence of nurture emails Yeah, and, um, and then have those nurture emails go to, uh, you know, a discovery call with you and then sell them on a coaching package mm-hmm. because that's low hanging fruit. You get money in the door right away. And that way you also can start seeing what do people actually need, yeah. you know, because you don't want to create a program that has all these extra things in it that people don't actually want or need perfecting it, making it amazing and all that stuff. I mean, one of the best pieces of advice I got from someone was that you can build the plane while you're flying it. Yeah. And, you know, um, and, and especially in this space, if yeah. that's what people want to do. Oh my gosh. One of the most freeing things that I had ever heard was, um, uh, it was when I was starting to, to make courses and, and Brendan Bouchard had talked about, he didn't have anything to sell. And he was speaking on all of these different, he was speaking on all these different stages in one particular stage. He realized all the speakers before him, he was kind of towards the end had a program to offer and he didn't have a program. And he was like, Oh my God, I'm on the stage and I have this opportunity. And I don't have a program. And he went out there and he was like, literally, just created a program based off of what he was seeing from like some of the feedback of, of what people were wanting. And he pitched a program that did not exist and sold it to a ton of people based off of the feedback he was getting from the audience. And then he built it really fast off of the things that he was, I think he had like surveyed people or something like that of like, what do you want to learn in this program? Literally built 
this thing that was not built. So he sold a program that didn't even exist. That's and amazing. It was I love that. so free. It's It literally was what I started doing at my events because I wanted to do exactly what they had wanted. And sometimes right. b- before you're prepping for an event, you don't always have time to create a program, except let me tell you, nothing makes you create a program better than a deadline. So I know you probably know that as well. <laughs> oh, I my, my well, I always say if it weren't for the last minute, nothing would be would get done. Oh so. my God, that's so good. <laughs> I have to keep that. That is the story of my life. My husband's like, Lori, no matter what amount of time you ever have, you save it till the end. I'm like, and I always do yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's one of my favorite sayings. Yeah. Um, I so, do like, it. I'm such a good, I'm so good at that. But you know, like even if you're doing like an eight week program mm-hmm. or something and you're going to deliver it live, you only have to do one week at a time to yeah. prep. Like, you know, you Truth. just need to make sure that next week you're ready. And then the following week you're ready, right? You can yep. just get people in there and then be ready, at, you know, by the time it goes. Totally. I mean, and it might seem backwards to people, but man, it's like it, it focused more on getting the people in. And then once they're in, you know, it's people focus too much on the program and don't have anyone to sell it to. And I, it's, it's always the other way around, like acquire your audience, you know, like you said, give things away for free, add value, all the things. And then you can talk about what you're, you know, what you can give them. Um, so you have got something for all of our listeners that you uh, want to share. So what is that? I do. It's a free crush my negotiation prep worksheet. So if you want to crush your negotiation... You need to get it and you just get it at winmynegotiation.com. So winmynegotiation.com. It's a 15 page ebook. It's not like it's one of those giveaways where it's like a one sheeter or something. It really is like a very substantial freebie. Um, So definitely grab that. Come, you know, if you put in negotiate with a narcissist in YouTube, you will most definitely find me. Mm-hmm. And if you go to at Rebecca Zung on Instagram, you'll find me there. Amazing. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm sure there's a lot of people like, oh my God, right now. So I hope that they, you know, get their, I I know that they're going to gain some power back and just feel a little more free in their lives. So you guys definitely let Rebecca know um, what your aha moment was, what you resonated with by tagging her on Instagram, sharing this podcast. That's always one of the biggest things that you can do for our guests is let them know the impact that they actually made. And let me tell you, it's really nice to know who we were talking to uh, during the show. So it's fun to see your face. And you guys know that I always like to share um, your shares. So Rebecca, thank you again so much. I appreciate you. You're amazing. You guys definitely go find her, follow her, watch her YouTubes, share them. I have shared them with so many people in my life and my family. So you guys go share the video with somebody that you know who could really use some help with this. Um, And until next time, earn your happy. Bye everyone. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? 
In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high performing people. It leads to longer term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday. I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back. And I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and 
It's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community. And everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody going to be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to Circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool.